Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber. 360 on August 14th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show, persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. This is what we talk about here on the South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course with us because of our great partnership with SouthBayByJackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Kelly, how are you? Excellent, Joe Kelly. It's the weekend. (laughs) Yes, it is. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Friday. Yeah. Well, what's going on around the the chamber, Kelly? What is going on in Manhattan Beach? There's always something going on. Um, It was a relatively calm week, which is good. We've had so much activity in Manhattan Beach lately. Mm -hmm. I think people are, you know, finally adapting to all the, you know, you have to wear a mask in public um, rules and the enforcement of it. Um, But I've I've also noticed that a lot of people are, you know, kind of heading out, taking last minute, you know, staycations and drivecations, whatever, uh, short haul, they call them, vacations to just to get it in before school starts because, you know, school starts in like two weeks. And even though I'm pretty sure most all the schools in this area are going to be starting online for the fall, I think people are like, okay, we got to get a break here, you know. So we're seeing a lot of movement. We're also seeing a lot of visitors, you know, coming in. And it's so interesting because most of the visitors definitely are kind of regional um, a lot of people coming from, you know, the hotter areas, the valley, like Pasadena and Glendale, coming down 
staying for the weekend. Um, but there's been a whole resurgence of, you know, the drive, the drive market, as they call them, people coming from, you know, Arizona, um, Bakersfield, Fresno, Northern California, like Central Valley coming down um, and, and enjoying our nice weather, cooler weather, but also the beaches too. So, um, you know, just, there's a lot of buzz in Manhattan Beach with everybody, you know, visiting. But, um, you know, still we're, you know, pretty, we're, we're uh, in-person eventless still at this point. Although I did see, Jackie, did you see um, Shade? Uh, Manhattan Beach is bringing back their uh, rosé foray, a, dis- a socially distanced rosé foray. Yes, 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 yes. That's exciting. It is. It'll be wow. interesting. You know, it's this is a struggle for everybody because we all talk about this and, you know, we all want to do um, – you know, events. We all want to see each other, you know, not even an event. Everybody's just kind of craving that human interaction. And, you know, you can you can say you're going to be socially distanced. You can recommend that, of course, set all the rules and everything. But um, it seems to be human behavior, you know. <laughs> People like to gravitate towards each other. We're, we've been talking a lot about, you know, an outdoor movie because we usually have our summer movie series at the Westruff, and we haven't been able to do that um, on the golf course. And so we've been, you know, trying to figure out – a drive-in movie and and other options, but um, Kelly, it Kelly, like let me ask, let me ask you something. Yeah, let me ask you something. I'm surprised. I mean, that they wouldn't do the movies at West Drift because, gosh, it's a big area. It's doors. I mean, I mean, they used to tape it off, so there were aisles. I mean, they could tape it off with little, you know, six-person pods or something. Um, I'm really surprised that they that they that they uh, they aren't doing that. Well, I'm not sure who you're referring to as they, but uh, the, uh, the LA County Department, oh, Department of Health. Yeah. It yeah. is. Um, I mean, they is is the chamber in the West Strip and Street Food Cinema, and we want to do it, but the LA County Department of Health doesn't allow um, doesn't allow that. They only oh. in LA County you can only do drive-in movies, and even oh. the cars have to be six feet apart. <laughs> Um, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, which okay, whatever we can figure that out, you know. But um, but uh, you know, it, it definitely presents um, a, a different type of challenge because uh, to fit, you know, whatever 150, 200 cars in a space six foot apart, you know, that creates you need a bigger space. Um, and then yeah. you've got the screen and so forth and so on, and it can really only don't be done in parking lots. You can't drive 200 cars onto a golf course that will, you know, right, right. Uh, ruin the yeah. integrity of, of the, you know, the, the turf, right? So, anyways, we're trying to figure that out. There, there have been some drive-in movies this summer around LA County. Um, I've heard right. they're they're fun, and people are just craving a movie right now. So, we're talking about it, and the city is actually uh, forming their own protocol. Um, you know, augmenting, taking what the LA County uh, requires, and and uh, looking in, if they want to make it any stricter or anything. So, um, you know, hopefully we can get a movie in this fall because um, it would be fun. And if you're in your car, you can do it a little bit later in the day too, right? You know, or you don't have to worry about it being chilly out or something. So, anyways, um, but I was happy to see um, Shade is doing their rosé soiree. I hope that goes well for them. Um, everybody likes rosé, and everybody likes a soiree. So why not? It's a perfect yeah. uh, summer beverage rosé, you know? 
It is, and I suspect, oh, you know, it's funny, a fun, fun little fact, last weekend was the sidewalk sale in downtown Manhattan Beach, and I was in a meeting yesterday, and, and somebody said, well, I walked into, it must have gone well, because I walked into Bacchus Wines, which is, you know, in downtown Manhattan Avenue, uh, to get some rosé, and all the rosé was sold out. <laughs> I, I kind of giggled, kind of like, you know, priorities, right? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we have a, a you know kind of a really different event coming up next Wednesday. It's a Zoom seminar, um, and uh, we're going to be talking with our utility companies, um, which you know sounds a little like wah, you know, but but it's actually going to be very interesting because uh, we have waste management, SoCal Gas, and SoCal Edison, um, all talking about their latest programs, renewable energy, um, waste management going to be going over recyclables and, and the landscape of that and how it's really changed. Uh, there is, you know, uh, in Manhattan Beach, uh, the trash, uh, there's a new trash uh, and recycling contract with waste management. They were the previous um, provider, and uh, it's just a new, uh, whatever, I think, seven-year contract. And uh, the rates have gone up because of the, um, the world of recycling has massively changed. And people now are getting billed directly by waste management instead of through the city. So, you know, kind of the whole landscape of that has changed, and, and they're also offering bulk item pickups. They've changed their services, too. So um, we're going to have some fun talking trash and gas, <laughs> as I say. And... Um, you know, helping people understand and, and navigate that because all those fees are going up. So next Wednesday with the Chamber, it's free, but just uh, register in advance on our website, um, com, and you will get the Zoom link as soon as you register. But I encourage everybody to do it because it will be some nice updates. Um, and then the other big news this week was we installed our new board of directors, and we have a new chairman of the board, which is the first woman of color ever as chairman of the board for the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce, Latrice McLaughlin from Connecta, um, is our new chair. So uh, Congressman Ted Liu joined us this week via Zoom and um, gave us you know, some sage words of advice and swore them all in, and, um, you know, we're off and running. So big week for the Chamber of Commerce. Wow. <laughs> yes, I shot with, I tr- I shot with uh, Therese a, a, a message last night on Facebook. I saw that. I, well, I wished her congratulations. Yeah, she's so excited. You know, she's, I mean, Connecta, you know, is such an amazing partner with the Chamber, and I think several South Bay Chambers. Um and Latrice is the you know the community relations officer, and she's um, just uh, gosh, she's everywhere, you know. And uh, she yeah, has such a yes. good her. She her, has her finger on the pulse of the South Bay for sure. And her, her, a lovely her, person, her, Kelly. Her and her and Sherry Kramer, you know, you yeah. see them every day. Yes. <laughs> well, Sherry Kramer just joined our board of directors also, so she was installed oh. officially. Um, you know, Sherry, I've known for years and years and years. She's as you just said, a very busy person. You know, she sits on several different boards of directors, committees, you know, groups, foundations, so many things. Uh, and I agree with you. Um, they're kind of bookends out there. You see them. Yeah. Uh, their name, yeah, their names, you know, are synonymous yes. with everything in the South Bay. So Latrice is, um, you know, our chairman or chairwoman and uh, Sherry, 
um, was brought onto the board. Faviola Ochoa with SoCal Gas joined the board of directors, as did Ann O'Brien from El Camino College. We've had Ann on the show before. So, um, And then everybody else was uh, just reelected for you know, a second term, and um, we had two people that kind of termed out and you know, retired from the board. But um, we have 18 people on the board, quite a diverse group um, of men, women. We, we're, we're female, female dominant now. Uh, the majority of the board, 11, are uh, females. So very exciting things happening, um, you know, in the area, in the chamber, and all, and all so timely. So um, we're, we're very excited. I know Latrice is excited. She's actually, she was installed and then went on vacation. She's kind of on vacation. So uh, we'll, get her on, we'll get her on the show uh, in September. And she's going to be back before that. But, but we'll get her on the show in September and, and talk to her about what, what she's got going on because we've got some good things planned. Yeah. Exciting. Fantastic. Exciting. Did you guys do anything interesting this week? Any, any new restaurants? Anything you know, the adventures outside of the. Um, Actually, you know, the, I'll tell I'll t- I'll tell you what I've been doing. I I don't know if you saw my weekend guide yesterday, but for since this whole COVID thing started back in March, I've been I'm not gardening. I'm landscaping. I am re-landscaping <laughs> my backyard. I, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, we. We we went very low ma- low maintenance, low water years ago, 15 years ago. We took out the lawn, you know, put in concrete pavers. We redid. Love the backyard. It's it's our oasis. But the ground cover I had used, I planted 15 years ago, were succulents. And they just mm-hmm. were overgrown. And I said, mm-hmm. this has to go. And when I say, I, 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 it, uh, last month it was over 1,000 pounds of succulents that mm. I pulled out of the ground. I think it's mm. probably closer to 1,500 pounds, uh, 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 you know, 1,500 pounds at this point. So mm. all the old is out, and now I've started the process of putting the new ground cover in. So, And I'm, and I'm actually going to continue that today, so this, today and this weekend. So that's what I've been doing, <laughs> keeping my hands busy, right? Keep, keeping my yeah. everything busy. And are you doing all this work yourself? I am. I am. Wow. Yeah. That's and impressive. and quite frankly, it's nice because my husband is working from home. He's been working from home from the very beginning and he is just on the phone or on Zoom calls all day long. So it's nice to get out of the house. He has mm-hmm. a tendency to walk around the house with the phone in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, like, can, you, can you just stay in the office, please? Um, so it's really nice. You know, for several hours a day, I get out there and I, I do some, some manual labor, and it's, it, it's good for the soul. It is. Right. Too bad no nail salons are open. You can't get a manicure and pedicure, you know, to, like, uh, repair oh, the hands. There's a few of them doing it outdoor, but, okay. <laughs> Maybe by the time you're done with this project, yes. they'll be back open again. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's that's what's been keeping me busy and out of trouble. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's a good activity. It is. I am um, so. Go ahead. Excited. No, Jackie. I'm just I'm just excited about our guest. That's all. That's what I was just gonna say. That's what I was gonna say before you got on the line, Kelly. Joe was like, "I'm so excited. I'm so glad I'm here. I'm not missing this. This is great." He's very excited about the organization we're going to be talking about today. So, Joe, shall we get to it? Please, Jackie, who is our guest today? 
Okay, our guest this morning is Kim Fields, Executive Director for Grades of Green. Now, Kim has an impressive range of nonprofit and for-profit experience. Prior to joining Grades of Green, she was the Director of Business Development Youth Mark market for the American Heart Association, where she implemented strategies that yielded more than 30% in year-over-year revenue growth and created relationships that bolstered fundraising by 50%. Kim has also started up and led for-profit entrepreneurial ventures within diverse industries such as medical supplies, investments, hospitality, and retail. In her current role, Kim has done just an amazing job of increasing the fundraising pipeline and building new relationships that are benefiting Grades of Green in the present and for many years to come. She's a longtime resident of the South Bay with strong ties to the community. Her children attended Grandview Elementary, where Grades of Green originally started. As a local business owner, she opened the first bookstore coffee shop in Manhattan Beach, The Hungry Mind. She served as a board member for the Manhattan Beach Education Foundation and has been an ardent supporter of environmental arts, education, and equality organizations, including Grades of Green, for many years. Now, Kim has a Bachelor of Arts with an emphasis in economics from the University of California, Los Angeles, and took extensive coursework in economics and English literature at Cambridge University, England. So, Kelly and Joe... This morning, we're going to learn how Grades of Green works. Well, we know how it works, but our audience is going to learn how Grades of Green works and how it benefits uh, the community. Uh, Welcome to the program, Kim. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I sound so wonderful. I should just listen. (laughs) (laughs) I've got news for you, Kim. My bios never lie, all right? My intros, they never lie. Right. Right. <laughs> no, that was, that was great. I appreciate it. And, you know, I just got to say that you really had me at Rosé Soiree, so I don't know about that, but I'm looking into it, uh, Kelly. <laughs> I, I had not heard of that, but I was, it, it definitely perked me up on this Friday, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, yeah, they did it all. They did it, they've been doing that for several years pre-pandemic, and I, I don't believe they've had one since March for obvious reasons. So when I, I actually saw that kind of late last night on social media, I was like, oh, they're going to bring it back and try a social business. I think it's going to be up on the rooftop deck and share it. So I'll get you the information. Yeah, I, I honestly, um, obviously through this whole COVID, I, I've been um, extremely strict. I've, I've barely seen my son just because I've been so cautious. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, I need to start venturing out. So maybe that'll be my my first getting out experience. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. It will be exciting. It will be exciting. So how what is Grades of Green doing and how are they adapting during COVID because <laughs> can I just say and I need to get this off my chest right now kind of be like a little a little bubble bursting until I can say it it has made me nuts to see all the plastic bag grocery bags coming back and not the reusable uh, ones that we all gathered over the last several years yeah. but to see all those plastic bags and I'm sure Kim I'm, I know I'm you know just barking up a tree on this yeah. but um, I've been thinking about you so many times and you guys are much more than that but um, I know that's a that's a massive part of what you guys believe in and do is you know sustainability. So, anyways, um, I, yeah, I won't talk no, anymore. Uh, but share with, us, share with us what's going on with Grades of Green. Yeah. So, well, that, actually, that actually was... Kim, 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 I'm sorry. Before we go okay. into what's going on now, can you just give us a, a, a little background? Give us a little bio sure. on Grades of Green, what it is, when it started, how it started, just to just so people, as I said, we know what you do, but 
there's a lot of people out there listening that aren't familiar. So a little background, yeah, no, no, no. yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> Grades of Green started a little over a decade ago, which I can't believe that. And um, there was <clears throat> four moms in um, here in Manhattan Beach, and their kids actually went to Grandview. Mine had just left at that point, and they really became aware that their children weren't getting any kind of education. I know it's hard to believe now. So I think we do get a lot of environmental education, but they weren't getting anything on the environment. And they would be coming home with these stacks of paper, you know, these folders, you know, all of these notices. Um, there was no recycling at the school. So they really started and, and went to that school and said, hey, can we, can we provide this? Can we, um, you know, engage the students? And they, they got on campus and they started um, these activities and these websites to really educate the kids on how important it is, um, you know, to care for the environment. And, you know, a le- year later, um, other schools kind of started hearing about this, so they started um, Grades Green as a nonprofit at that time. And their real goal was to um, get these kids to understand um, why it's important to care for the environment, but then make it a habit so that they really just wanted these kids to grow up internalize, um, you know, these environmental um, safety messages and protection. Um, So as they grow up, they will just care for the environment. Um, And as this evolved, which was so amazing, which was was really a grassroots situation, their programming started changing. They brought this trash-free lunch competition um, to Manhattan Beach, um, to Grandview, and then these other schools heard about it. They wanted to participate and lo and behold, the district heard about it because they saved all this money. Each school, they were, they were saving all this money on, um, you know, their trash services and trash bags. So it gained a lot of traction. And, oh, my gosh, these kids are learning about the environment. We're helping the environment. But also financially, it was a, a good thing um, for the district. Um, and, and then they, you know, they started a website. Um, and the city has been a, a huge um, supporter of Grades of Green since day one. <clears throat> so thank you so much, City of Manhattan Beach. And, um, and as that expanded, other areas heard about us and, and really started growing um, rapidly. But as we went on, as you can imagine, in a business, scalability is such an important factor. We only had so much money. Obviously, our funding comes from amazing supporters like Waste Management and Edison and SoCal Gas, which I think that's so great you're doing that next Wednesday. Um, so we had to be conscious of that in our hands-on program, sending you know, our mentors and advisors to these schools obviously wasn't scalable. So we actually came up three years ago with these virtual campaigns where we still provided this personal mentorship. We would have um, students at schools form teams um, we would mentor them, but via um, phone or Zoom or, or over the web. Um, they would then um, research the environmental uh, project that they were passionate about. So our real goal is to now get these kids to find their passion and turn it into an environmental action. So we would do a campaign on waste, and we would, you know, they would learn all about waste and how it affected the environment, and then they would choose their project. So it could be plastic is a big waste, right? Um, and they would research that. They would find out what in their community they could do or at their school, and then they would come up with a solution. Um, when you talk about the plastic bags, really our kids from Grandview went to that city council, and many members that were 
um, involved at that time will tell you they were instrumental, instrumental in getting that plastic bag banned, which then I think you know the history of that. City of Manhattan Beach had to go to the, the um, state Supreme Court to get this, um, you know, they tried to fight it. We won, and because of that, the whole state was able to actually ban bags. So these kids then became involved in actually taking action. So we don't just educate anymore. We really do um, have this program that they learn about the problem, they find a solution, and then they have to put it into action. And what's really cool about it is we also give eco grants, so it's a little competition. So these kids then um, you know, put whatever their plan is into action. It could be um, cleaning up stuff. It could be advocating for a resolution. I mean, we, we let them, you know, be as creative as they want and give them the guidance. And then at the end, um, we do have a competition and we give eco grants so they can continue their projects the next year. Um, so mm-hmm. it's really exciting that kids, I am in awe of what these kids do and the students do and um, and their passion. So really, um, as we, you know, as COVID hit, um, all of our students were in full mode of um, they had already planned their project, getting ready to put it into action. And even though our program virtual, right, as you can imagine, that was great. We, we have that down. All of a sudden, these kids are like, hey, I can't do my beach cleanup. Like, I can't do my mm-hmm. Miracosta was do a paddleboard cleanup. Isn't that fun? Like in Redondo Beach. So they were going to have the kids on paddleboards with their bags and clean. And so very quickly um, had to pivot, right? So, and the, and the students were amazing. They're like, we were like, okay, do you, how do we continue? Do you want to continue? And 86% of our team were able to complete their projects in a different manner, right? So instead of doing the beach cleanup and actually being on paddleboards, um, they changed and did a um, Instagram contest on, you know, picking up litter. Um, so we were able to pivot last year, and the students still provided these impacts and learned. Um, but it also created an opportunity for us when we're looking at this coming year um, is how to make sure when we start our program this year that we give them avenues so that they can make these impacts, whether they're in school or whether they're not. Um, so you mm-hmm. know, that was kind of a long, long history of us, but um, you know, that's where we're at. Um, that's how we got through um, COVID. But you know, I, I feel so fortunate working with students because they're they're just so positive and and willing to try stuff and excited. So for us, although it was awful um, in so many ways, it really um, ended up being a positive experience for all of us. So we're excited <laughs> for this. Excellent. When when you think about, you know, the, the environmental uh, sort of place that we are in the country today, um, obviously – the young people are going to be leading this effort in the future. And uh, there hasn't been a tremendous amount of environmental activity uh, in the last several years. What do you see as some of the, the, the future efforts that these, these young children, young kids can involve themselves in going forward in the future? What are some of the, the things that you see on the horizon 
for kids to be involved with or even adults to be involved with, things that, that we may not know of? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, we, Our organization in particular, um, the real goal behind all of this is to build the next generation of eco-leaders. I mean, that's we mm-hmm. flat out say that. We are putting our energies into this generation of students so that they can learn and grow. Um, and and what what's really interesting with the youth, and I, I've got to take the adults out of this, I mean, I feel strongly that we as adults, these older generations, um, really have have left a, a problem up to the to the youth to take care of their their future as well as their kids' future. So we are focused on the youth and making it um, a positive. Um, you can make a change. You can make a small change, which is great, and we teach that. Um, but really what we're trying to do is get them to understand that no matter what area they go into in their lives, whether it's the arts, whether it's film, whether it's science, whether it's um, you know, um, engineering, they can make a difference for the environment. So we're creating a, a leadership um, program. We had one before, and we're creating a new one in which we're partnering with corporations um, in all of those areas. And the students will actually be able to work with those companies, learn how, you know, and the company does not have to be at all involved with the environment. You know, it could be Mattel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could learn how within Mattel what they're doing for the environment, whether it's, you know, technology-wise or packaging-wise. Um, you know, the art. You can be a filmmaker and have a dramatic effect. Um, but we always go back to helping these students plug into their, their passion. And it might not be the environment right now, but if they can take their passion and somehow understand that it could benefit the environment, um, that's what we're looking for. I mean, we want them all to grow up. Every leader in this world, um, every action they take or decision they make should have the environmental, um, you know, bend in their mind. Uh, I know that that's that's a dream, but I I really think that we can do that. We can make that happen. Um, As far as – how they can help now, we, we really do try to keep it positive and you can do something right now. So we have a lot of small actions they can advocate, they can, um, you know, do cleanups. You were talking about the plastic bags. Um, we had a team that went to um, grocery stores and they, they stood outside and they talked to, um, you know, the people going in. They gave them bags, and it was all about not for their groceries, but for their fruits and vegetables, right, which drives me insane. So we are trying to give them actions, but really we're trying to plant the seed for these big, huge, um, you know, taking over the world, you know, leadership concepts so that they can do that. Um, You know, I think, well, I think we all know, you know, the climate crisis is, is the thing it's the biggest thing and our campaign this next year is focusing on that but within that there's really five different areas that that you know are a real problem there's energy transportation food you know waste and so our students are going to be able to dive into one of those and pick some really interesting topics but in the end you know right now like single-use plastic Kelly when you said that that was (laughs) When the governor said, okay, everyone has to use plastic bags, and 
we want to use those in restaurants, like, you know, plastic silverware. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, heart, heartbroken. And um, our kids did not stop. They did not stop advocating. Um, they're still going after their schools for those, you know, plastic sporks, and they're getting those things changed out, knowing that we will be able to go back to school someday. We will be able to go to grocery stores. That <clears throat> as an adult, I think taking actions every day with plastic is, you know, incredibly important. You can do that at home. Um, you know, we do some seminars on things at businesses and homes. And, you know, if you really stop and look at everything you do in a day and the amount of plastic that comes in and out of your house, it's mind-boggling. You know, just oh, focusing yeah. on that change the way you look at everything. I tried to do plastic-free July. It's it, it's a saying. And I realized day one I had already, you know, made a mistake. <laughs> I was like, I can't even <laughs> You know, Kim. Go ahead, yeah. Kim, I ha- no, I have to tell you, it's first off, it took. I can't speak for anybody else, but me personally, it took me forever. Just remember to bring in my my reusable bags to the grocery store, right? It was one of those things where I had them, and then I go to the store and I'm like, oh, I left them at home. And then for several months, I was at the checkout line. I went, oh, I have the bags. They're in my car. I'll be right back. And now, you know, I just leave them on the passenger seat, you know, and I grab them and, and I don't even think about it now. It's like putting on your seatbelt now. You don't even think about it. You go into the store with your reusable bags. And then this happens. And it's like, I bring my reusable bags. They said, no, 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 we can't use these. And I was like, you know, it took me so long to get used to this. And now you're telling me I can't use them. But um, I have found a couple of stores where they now allow you to bring in your reusable bag. You just have to bag it yourself. Like Trader Joe's, my, tra- my Trader Joe's Target. has a bag- bagging station outside. So you bring your cart and yeah, your right. basket out, and they have right. the tables, and you can put, which is what I've been doing. But I'm like, you can't retrain, you can't retrain me to do something new, and then turn around and tell me I, I can't do it anymore. So, um, and and again, no. you know, you sound just as uh, insane as I am about plastic. I mean, <laughs> plastic. Plastic makes me crazy. I mean, uh, 20 years ago, I stopped buying bottled water. You know, one day I'm looking at it, I'm like, look at all of these empty, you know, plastic bottles in my recycling bin. Why, are, you know, and we went straight to uh, filters. We mm-hmm. haven't bought, yeah, we haven't bought plastic bottles. Because if anybody, I'm sure, I'm sure Grades of Green probably has some video or films you show the kids how, how plastic breaks down, but it never goes away, right? Right. Um, and, yeah. and once you realize that, it's, it's, it, once it gets in your head, it's like embedded in there. And you're right. You're right. And you mentioned packaging. Packaging makes me nuts. The packaging <laughs> that so many things come in. First of all, you can't get things open half the time. And then there's so much waste. There's so much waste. Uh, everything you just said, you know, it's like you're standing here poking me in the ribs. I'm sorry. I don't want to poke you, but we want to poke everyone because I totally <laughs> agree on that. Because, and, and seriously, the plastic bag thing, like when I finally realized, oh, Trader Joe's or Little Vons here in Manhattan Beach, they let you bag your groceries. The first time mm-hmm. I went back in, I forgot my bag. I'm like, exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying. I was a train. Yeah. So, Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because I hope um, everyone in Manhattan Beach knows many stores now are letting you. Um, they don't. They're not advertising this, but you 
can't bring your bags in. You just have to, um, you know, bag your groceries, which I usually do anyway to be helpful. So, um, but yeah, so single-use plastic obviously is huge. I mean, when you talk about the plastic bottles, um, um, these kids in Manhattan Beach, they um, two years ago were advocating like to to the district, like we should not have plastic water bottles on our campuses. And um, and they went before the district. They they did a great presentation. To, they did the research on the numbers and how much it would be to use different kind of water, you know, in like, you know, cans or this. They came back to school actually this year, but last year, like in last September, and they had banned plastic bottles on all the elementary campuses. It was like they had made that happen. So they thought, well, why, why, don't, we, why don't we get the whole district? Why aren't we the first district in the country to be plastic free? So that was their plan this year. They already had talked to Dr. Matthews. They had, they had. Oh, it's amazing! And their goal was not just to be plastic-free during the school, but after, because that's the biggest—not the biggest problem, but like you know, a, you know, the soccer games. They're, you know, if you've ever seen a, you know, their field after a soccer game, um, and so that they had this goal, and they they were doing it. So I think this year they'll get that done. But um, yeah, so plastic is so we we don't want to poke you in the ribs everyone but we need to <laughs> yes yes <laughs> we all need a good po- we all need a good poking once in a while i know we'll do it gently but we'll we'll do that <laughs> oh joe do you want to well, do a really quick uh do you want to do a really quick station break i we, we, we're just so into the conversation we're a little late sure i'd love to ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the south Bay Show. Every Thursday and every Friday morning at 8 a.m., we bring to you a a new local, hyper-local podcast, and I'm so thrilled to do that and uh, so thrilled to participate. Um, Thursdays is uh, 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 our South Bay Spotlight, highlighting some wonderful company or wonderful organization or wonderful individuals throughout the South Bay from El Segundo to Palos Verdes and then of course uh, east to Torrance and then Fridays we feature um, um, uh, you know someone in the South Bay doing something fantastic and amazing but with a special emphasis on Manhattan Beach and the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber are Organizations uh, around the the world are being impacted by grades of green, and uh, we're so thrilled to to be highlighting them today. Uh, Please join us on Spotify and all of your favorite smart speakers, Alexa and and Google and uh, Siri. Um, Thank you very much for joining us. That's it, Jackie. So now what? We have had our, uh, and now I am still connected. Yes, hello. No, no I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I am. I am sorry, Joe. I we had a little background echo, and I was trying to figure out where it was coming from. Sorry, I had to mute myself for a minute there. Um, so, yeah. um, Kim, let's get to what Kelly uh, asked right at the top of the show about about how COVID. It's a, Grades of Green is a nonprofit. You know how how do, how is COVID affecting you financially? I mean, we you told us about yeah. how, you, how you've had a pivot with the what the kids are actually doing, but 
but how else has it affected you? Well, you know, um, it was really interesting. So um, as, as a lot of small nonprofits are, and the way they operate is they get funding from, you know, multiple sources. And one of those sources is our annual gala. It's called BERT. It's in April. It's just, it's an awesome event. They've been doing it for 10 years. Um, and it, it takes place in April, usually right around first day, which, of course, it was scheduled. And um, it brings in over a third of our revenue. So I'm just going to leave that out there, a third of wow. our revenue. And, um, and our year runs from um, July 1st to June 30th. So um, with that having hit at the very end of the year, obviously that was a, a, a pretty large um, eye-opening experience. Um, but we were very fortunate um, when I came on. I really um, one of the things with having a, a small nonprofit is is there's always stress involved. Well, I mean, even with for profits, but especially with nonprofits, with um, you know, gosh, where's the next dollar coming from? You know, where are we going to make payroll? And our team is so the, the people that have been with Grades of Green, some of them for eight years, they're amazing. Like they, I. I I can't even tell you the work they do and the value they add and how dedicated they are. So when I came on a, a, you know, a year and a half ago, I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't put people through that stress. So we really took a step back, luckily, at the beginning of last year and, and planned for sort of a stepping back year. Let's analyze where we are. Let's try to get some reserves. So when we came into that, it was going to be a real problem, but it wasn't going to be as, as bad as it could have been. And then we just, we we reached out. We um, um, I, I have to say we're I think we're the post one of the poster child children as a good person for the PPP loan. It was very difficult for us. It was incredibly stressful to get it, but we are you know an organization that really benefited for that. So that helped a little bit. Um, and then we we went to our supporters. I'll be honest. I mean we have an incredible. Um, group of individual supporters. There's, you know, a couple, especially in the South Bay, that are, are very generous. Our board stepped up, every one of them, um, in support. So on an individual basis, we reached out and just said, hey, can you help us? And people did. And then our funders. I mean, we are funded 100% by either individuals or, um, you know, foundations or cities. And, um, and, and they came through. Um, you know, when you talk about local support, you know, L.A. Car Guy, <clears throat> Subaru Pacific, um, you know, mm -hmm. Northrop, uh, we have so many that are right here in the South Bay, um, and they were able to help us a little bit, a little bit more than they, they had before. Um, so that, you know, that really got us through. Um, we also did some fun things with um, L.A. Kings. Um, they said, hey, what are you doing with COVID? And I'm like, well, I don't know. They're like, do you want to run a contest? We're like, okay. Uh, we did it with L.A. Sanitation. So <clears throat> we tried to engage um, the organizations that have helped us into actually reaching out to the students, too. So, you know, that's, that's what we did. And we ended up, um, I'm very proud that we ended up the year in the black. Um, and... I think we're set up to be able to, um, you know, to continue our programs, um, you know, with our funding sources. You know, but I, I was really surprised. I thought all the funding would dry up and everyone would put all of their dollars to, to COVID, which I completely understood. Let's be real. You know, there, there was a huge need. Mm -hmm. uh, but, 
but that didn't happen. I mean, they did. A lot of people, of course, you know, changed course. But there was still this um, <coughs> a really great um, population, I think, that truly understands that, um, yeah, COVID's bad, um, but the climate crisis is not going to go away. So when COVID is taken care of or when we have the vaccine, the climate crisis is still going to be here. We still need to support it. Um, you know, and we'll be there for you. So I think we were really fortunate that we had such good supporters and we were able to to make that change and, and really that people stepped up. It's really interesting. I don't know if you saw um, Bill Gates has a blog and he just had, you know, an article come out and the headline is COVID-19 is awful, climate change could be worse. <laughs> and he talks about how, I don't want to laugh about it, but how, you know, we can't take our eye off the ball on this, um, just because there's mm-hmm. a shiny thing over that everyone's focusing on, we really have to um, keep keep kind of focused on the, the climate crisis, too. So, and I, so I think a lot of people believe that. But, yeah, we were able to survive, and I think it's because the help of, you know, government, individuals, and corporations, I mean, or, and then companies. Um, so, yeah, we were grateful. All right. Mm-hmm. Kelly? Kelly? Okay. Have you gotten over your your disgust of the plastic bags. Are you okay? <laughs> um, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just so fun. And I know um, Manhattan Beach has come out and said, you know, um, uh, they, they've supported um, the several-year-old plastic bag ban and said, no, uh, plastic bags in you know, Manhattan Beach are not acceptable. That you, you are allowed and you need to take your really usable bags into your stores in Manhattan Beach. So um, not all cities have the same kind of strict, um, you know, city ordinances too. So uh, Manhattan Beach is trying to get back on, you know, the bandwagon. And I agree with you, Jackie. It's like once you start doing that, it's, it's like, no, no, no. Those, those, those are part of me. That's part of the environment, the way of life. We've got to bring those things back. But, you know, it's funny. I made the analogy at the beginning of the pandemic when we all started, kind of started wearing face masks here and there. And, and then it got a little stricter. And, and I said, you know, we, at first we were all scrambling you know, for a face mask. Like you couldn't find them. You couldn't get them. Everybody was converting, you know, interesting fabrics into face masks and, and scrambling to get your first face mask. And, you know, and I said, uh, I go watch these in, in a few months, this will be the, like the new reusable grocery bag. Yeah. You know, right now, yeah. right now we have one, we don't really want to wear it, you know, which no one really wanted to use the reusable grocery bag whatever, 10 years, five, 10 years ago, you know, I go, you have one, you have to scramble to get it. Uh, you don't always remember to wear it. You don't always want to wear it and watch. I go in a few months, you're, we're all going to have like five or 10 of them. And, you know, sure mm-hmm. enough, um, you, you know, you keep those in your front seat too, right? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they just become mm-hmm. a, way, a way of life. But um, yeah, uh, Kim, we are so appreciative of everything that Grades of Green is doing and has done. Your programs are just amazing for the kids. I know, you know, um, my kids are one in college and one out of college, but they both benefited from <clears throat> Grades of Green and growing up. I remember the trash challenge. Um, I think that was like when my kids were in fifth grade. I remember the dumpster diving, yeah. you know, all those fun <laughs> things. And I, I can't wait to see a lot of that return when obviously, you know, all kids can get back into the schools too. But what an impact you guys have made 
not um, only on the environment, massive impact, but um, definitely, you know, with all the kids and the families, because kids will go home and say, mom, you know, put that in the recycling bin, not in that bag. You know, I I just, I I just love it. You guys have created a movement. How many states are you guys in now, Kim? Um, We, you know, We've been in 47 states. So each campaign, obviously, we have new students and teams. So we've, we've been in 47 states um, and uh, 27 countries. So we have some teams. We're global. And we really, as far as the global, haven't recruited. They just have heard about us. Um, it's like a little ripple effect. We have a team in Cameroon. Um, his name is Paris. He's extraordinary. In fact, um, after he worked with us, um, the UN um, World Oceans Day, they came to us and they said, hey, is there anyone that would want to speak? So we, we recommended Paris and he spoke at the UN. So um, he then, um, because he was so excited and so engaged, um, he re- not recruited, but all these other students that he worked with. So we have like 10 or 15 people from Cameroon now signed up for the climate campaign. So we're, we're really proud of our global work. Um, and as far as the national, um, same as global, we we never say no to any interested student. Um, you know, it's always a trick on how we expand um, in areas because, like, Manhattan Beach is a perfect uh, case study of of the, the dramatic effect if you have more than one school or more than one student team involved, right? So if you have a team at every school, the, the environmental effects just go up, you know, tenfold. So we're working really right now on how can we work with, like, school districts and make sure that these kids know about this, that the teachers know about it. Um, we're actually just putting together uh, a teacher training. Each of our teams has an adult, you know, lead that helps them. And we're going to um, include a stipend. I mean, we really feel like teachers um, obviously are underpaid and overworked, um, but they want to help us. So we are doing that for them this next year. Um, so that's that's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, and our goal really is to to provide a pathway for these kids. So if they jump on an elementary school, they're going to have different types of lessons. Um, right now, our programs for the climate campaign are focused middle and high school. And this leadership program we're starting is really going to be for high school. Um, so the idea is, is they ha- they can continue with us so they can start out doing their habit change. And you're right, Kelly, going home and telling your parents what to do, they listen. Oh, my gosh, you know, turn off the light, do whatever. So we start with that. Then it moves into a little bit of advocacy, you know, making the big changes, going before the city of Manhattan Beach and asking for them to stop, you know, plastic bags. And then really becoming leaders and leading other um, students in the community to make changes. So, you know, we're excited that we're expanding and, um, you know, really looking forward to this next year, you know, coming up. Hopefully we'll be back in school soon, uh, but I think it might be a while. I don't know. (laughs) What? I wonder when we are going to get back to school. I don't know, Kelly. It was in- no. Go ahead, go ahead, Kim. I, said, go ahead, I wish Kim. Kelly could. Tell- I wish Kelly had a magic wand or could tell us. Um, I know that you probably are on all these calls and and um, and that. Um, and I don't think there's an answer, right, Kelly? Are there any? <laughs> any oh, that? I. 
I dressed up as the fairy godmother, I think, like, when I was, like, eight. Uh, I, I, I did have a little magic wand. I have to find that picture somewhere. That's pretty funny. Uh, you just made me think of that. Um, yes, I do sit on all these calls. I'm involved in so many different conversations. And um, there is no magic wand. There is no crystal ball. Um, uh, there's, you know, a couple different, you know, things working. I think, you know, after um, the, the current, surge that we are in that we're coming out of fortunately it is starting to decline um doesn't mean hopefully it'll stay that way i think um all levels of government will be a little more conservative in reopening some of the businesses that are completely shut down again or only able to operate outside um i think a lot of the higher government feels like they were reopened too fast at the beginning of summer um right or wrong or whatever your opinion is we'll see how the next round goes uh i can tell you that on a city level because everybody knows i'll just remind you know the governor um makes you know an, uh, an executive order and then that trickles down to the county level that can make the order stricter and augment it for their county and then the city can make it even stricter for their city um the the county can't make it less restrictive than the state and the city can't make it less restrictive than the county or the state so there's a process um however they all talk and they're all on calls um a couple times a week collaborating um and i know um our mayor has said that once our city in particular, I'm sure many cities are working on this, um, have 14 consecutive days of only zero to one, maybe two, but zero to one case, new cases reported in their city, 14 consecutive days of that, then they can go kind of, you know, request of the county and the state to reopen uh, some of the businesses like, let's just say, personal uh, services, hair, nails, massage, um, and allow them to operate, you know, uh, fully like indoor type of, you know, functions, obviously with all the protocol, um, maybe get some indoor dining back, uh, so forth and so on. But, um, you know, if, if, a, if a city wants to kind of augment and ask for a special provisions um, outside of what the county and the state um, executive orders are. Um, that's kind of what has to happen before they can even think about making that request. Um, with that being said, I think we're all realizing that the pandemic is, you know, here to stay for quite some time. Um, gone are the days of uh, thinking it'd be over by Memorial Day and, oh, maybe by the end of summer and, oh, let's reschedule that event that was in April or May to October. Remember when we were all doing that, Kim? <laughs> we were all uh -huh. rescheduling our, our events for the fall. You know, well, that's coming, that's going, uh, you know, by the wayside too. So it is going to be here. It's going to be a long haul. It's just a matter of how um, we can, you know, um, infection control and so it's going to be a while there it's not going to happen you know next week for sure mm -hmm. sorry yeah interesting that's, that's my, yeah it's okay we'd rather have we we want the truth but yeah no, no no i mean we have to do what we have to do i think the city's done an extraordinary job um you know i, I tell richard that a lot um I, I think it's such a hard i can't even imagine trying to lead a city or a government through this. So um, I think mm -hmm. we all just have to stay the course, um, wear our masks. Um, you know, I was laughing, Kelly, when you said that about the bags, forgetting the bags. I mean, 
I've got like 12 masks. They're by the front door. And still, you know, one out of 10 times when I walk out of my house, I forget the mask. I mean, I remember it as soon as I get to the street, but it's so odd um, how, you know, it changed from the one mask to maybe I'll wear it if I don't see anyone, you know, something. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. But hopefully people are, are jumping on board and following the protocols. I, I think, you know, just that 14 days, when you say that, I think people might go, oh, wow, um, we can do that. You know, we can all work together on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, listen, Kim, Kim, um, give us, first I want you to give us contact information if anybody wants to get in touch with Grades of Green, your website, uh, whatever, email, phone number, whatever you want to give us. And then we have a couple of minutes left. If you want to give a shout-out to any of your sponsors, um, we, yes. always like to, we always like to do that. Love. So, yeah, you can, um, www.gradesofgreen.com is our website. Um, you can contact us um, through there. All of our contact information um, is on there, including my cell phone and email. So we would love you to go visit the site and, you know, take a look around. Um, we have lots of information in our reports, and, you know, campaign reports. One of the things we do is our students have to um, – at the end, do a report in, with measurable outcomes. So it shows you, you know, how many tons of waste we diverted and, you know, water saved. So it's really kind of fun and interesting. And also, you know, you can see what the work they're doing is. Um, so please visit that. Um, any student or parent that wants to get involved, um, there's an information form and we'll, you know, talk to them. We can help them through a team. Um, because they're at stay at home in September, it's an awesome awesome activity um, because our programs are really engaging and they're project-led. It's not a typical curriculum. So, you know, if the student is like needs some things to do or has an interest in the environment, it's, it's great. It's free. It's easy. Um, and so please, you know, take a look at that. You know, as far as our, um, our funders, um, obviously I mentioned the board and the individual donors that have been great. But waste management, when you mentioned that, that they were one of our founding um, funders, and they fund us every year. Um, you know, Southern California Edison and SoCal Gas, which you mentioned on, on the Wednesday thing. Kelly, I'm going to jump on that, by the way. <clears throat> um, LA Car Guys and uh, Subaru have been, at Pacific, have been, you know, fabulous long-term. Grandview PTA continues, which I just think is so awesome of them to help out. Um, AEG, I'm just doing the local, AEG Foundation, uh, King's Care has been terrific. Um, Sony um, <clears throat> just recently has helped. Newman's Own Foundation and John Snohana, of course, they're just because of the environment. But the, um, what, what I really think is amazing is our city support. So we have City of Manhattan Beach um, and City of Santa Monica, longtime supporters. The Downtown Business Association with their Farmers Market, um, and Janice Hahn um, supports us. And then we Sanitation District of LA, um, they're also big time supporters of us every year. Um, so yeah, we we have a nice local range. Um, and I mentioned Northrop Grumman and Boeing, um, you know, Continental Development with Sherry when you said that. There's so many people. I, I wish I could just name them all, but thank you for letting me do that because I feel like we never are able to really thank them in public. So I appreciate you giving me the time to do that. We are so glad you joined us today. This is such a, an amazing group and, uh, 
it's just one more thing that uh, makes the South Bay what it is. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having uh, me and for just supporting Grades of Green through this and Kelly through all of your, your work and Jackie. And take your bag to the grocery store. Don't forget. <laughs> yes. You can you can uh, bag all of your own stuff at Target. So you can take your uh, your yeah. own bags to Target and bag your own stuff, and uh, it's very convenient. Yeah, well, I'm glad you shared that. I have, yeah, I haven't been to Target, but I'm glad to hear that. Um, that makes me happy. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. All right, Joe, we got to wrap it up. Got to wrap it up. Okay, we got some. Well, we got some weekend things to do. Weekending. Uh, thank you so much, Kim, uh, Executive Director, Grades of Green. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you, thank for you Kelly. Me. Yeah. Thank you, Joe and Jackie. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Bye bye, everyone. We're going to get through this. Yes. yes, we will. We're all bye-bye. through it. Yes. Bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.